A Theater in the Dark presents A Matter of Red Herrings by Greg Garrison. The cast includes Corey Bradbury, Laura Michelle Earl, Greg Garrison, Christopher Meister, Julian Jules Stroop, and Amy Gorillo as Detective Stainless Steel. The show's original music is composed and performed by Paul Sotnik and is produced and directed by Corey Bradbury. Armed with the suspicion the wrong brothers were using steroids to win the race, it comes to steal and Watley to even the odds for their client Armand Valdo. Returning from Vesper's speakeasy, Steele plots as Watley chuckles, coming up with a title for Chapter 5. A pair of short fuses meet their match. I understand lying to them is the only way to earn their trust, but why don't we have a lie prepared is my question. Because today's lesson is thinking on your feet. Suss out what they want to hear and hold their attention while you do, so I can inspect the horses without prying eyes. Let's see if you've got the salt for this. Rod! Wilhelm! Last time I saw you, the palooka threatened to skin me for boxing gloves. How time flies! I've seen a lot of strange suicides in my time, detective, but this one takes the cake. Wilhelm, do the honors. Oh, with pleasure. Come here, kitten. Hold your horses, Wilhelm. Oh... You buck well for a Bronco, but I think this colt might have a thing or six to say about that. <laughs> Wilhelm loves this trick. Uh, go ahead, show her. I... Care to try that again? <laughs> I carry a spare if you're hungry for more, but once I tell you the jig is up on those steroids, I think it'll spoil your appetite. Wilhelm! <laughs> Down! Rod, you seem to be the brains of this operation. Why don't you and I handle this revelation without all the strangling, eh? And what revelation might that be? I've admitted to nothing. What revelation? That you have a beautiful horse. A wonderful horse. A horse pumped so full of juice his name should be Welch's. My silence comes at a price. You think the bulls are gonna come bust our heads for fixing a race that hasn't happened yet? You're dizzy, even for a dame. What do you take me for? Some flapper with her lips flapping? It's all written down in this book here. I really loved that story about the smuggling racket. You know, the one where you steal priceless artifacts and sell them to the highest bidder who just so happens to be Armand Valdo. You're well read, detective, but there's a hole in this fiction. Why would you sell out Valdo when he's the one who put you up to this? Inspiration strikes as Watley finds his ruse. You assume too much. Misdirection sends us as his personal messenger. You? You you know action? Yeah, prove it. By by the mere fact that you and I are the only ones who know he exists. Think of Steel as his cloak and me as his dagger. Metaphorically speaking, of course. Um, Rod, what's a metaphor? I don't know. You have my attention, sir. What can I do for Mr. Action? Go ahead. Tell him, Watley. Just stand ever closer to these horses here. Oh, hello. Oh, yes, you are a good boy. Gentlemen, Armand is the only man who can't be bought. And Valcone is the only one who can't be found. We won't breathe a word of this racket of yours. All we want is an address. 
Whose address? Falcone's. Ah! Oh, what's the matter? Couldn't grift that off my desk as well. Oh, come to think of it, action is named in the book you swiped, so your credentials are sinking like a ship. Metaphorically speaking. That's actually a simile. Aye, choose your next words careful. What are you rats offering besides idle threats? I'll take that question. Misdirection is willing to pay whoever the winner is for his merchandise, and we happen to like your odds. We don't care if the race is rigged, so long as our chief gets to talk wampum with whoever gets the goods. Most likely you. Deal? Deal. What? What can I say, brother? They've blackmailed us fair and square. Excellent. This is the envelope from Valconi's bed. Address and all. Does that check out well enough for you? Brother, she's a rat! I say we end this now, and you let me grease these pricks! There's gotta be a better way to say that? Pleasure doing business with you, gentlemen. With straightening out the crooks completed, our inspectors return to steel and blank private investigations. Watley is pensive while Steele breaks out her telephone to tell Armand the good news. How'd that feel to you? I don't know, Steele. We're bluffing our asses off with this action thing, and I could see their horse tweaking from where I was standing. <laughs> if 23s could do as anything like Wilhelm, there's no way Rod will lose. Don't worry your little horses about that. I figured if they were giving their steed chemicals, it wouldn't hurt to give him some of my own. You didn't. Nothing so morbid. Vesper used to get anxious before she went on stage, so I got her some laudanum to take the edge off. <laughs> that was a good morning. An afternoon. And the better part of March. Hello? Buenos dias, Senor Feldo. Ah, you take the steel. Como esta? You've just found the extent of my Spanish. We've gone through the numbers and evened your odds. There's nothing to worry about, save our Falcone situation, but we did get you an address. Wonderful, detective, for I have news as well. Senor Falcone is officially no longer a problem. Really? How? D- did you curly mustache him to death? I made a point of showing him I did not have room for his manhood in my collection. I seem flattered by the implication. Wait, did you meet him in your home? Because if he knows where you live... Then he can face me like a man. Myself, I prefer to speak softly and carry large sticks. Your services have been appreciated. Goodbye. Arrivederci. What happened? Is he okay? He's fine. Valcone is neutralized. What? How? I don't know. No, something doesn't feel right. And what's worse, there's nothing we can do about it. Au contraire. Now's the time for my favorite tool in the detective's toolbox. We're gonna get drunk. Bemoaningly, belligerently drunk. Now hand me that bottle of brown. Sometime later... X-ray, X-ray, read all about it. Search for French tickler, no laughing matter. Suspects of museum heist still at large. Hey, can you keep it down out there? People are trying to drink up here. Uh, sorry, lady, but newspapers is the preferred method for transitions in this particular era of media. But it's three o'clock in the morning. When do you guys sleep? Church. Don't you? Never found the time. Well, God bless. Keep it down. Bye, lady. Okay, back to business. Truth or dare? No, dealer's choice. Dare you to pour another one. <sighs> Always pouring with you. Always. Actions on you, Barney Google. Mm, truth. Ugh. Always truth with you. <laughs> Always. 
How did a hapcat like Vespa get berries for a goof like you? You know, the only reason she fell in love with me was hearing the way I monologue about her. You won't trick a newspaper man with half a story. What's the scoop? That's a story that requires another story, I'm afraid. Sour grapes. What's got the inspector so ruffled about being inspected? Because when you look at anything through a magnifying glass, the flaws become larger than life. You want to get to know me. I was so obsessed with the Zip Lighter novels that when I grew up, the first thing I bought was a fedora and an apartment at police auction. I didn't think to advertise, mind you. But two years down the line, I landed my first case. The Lake Huron Killer. So that's why there was a fishing rod lodged in your passenger seat. Is this the story you have to tell me to tell your Vespa story? Hey, no respect for storytelling. Then, there was Drake. Drake Kennard, the best detective I've ever seen. And doing it at age 18. On day one, she opened that cold case on the Inuit Syndicate. And had all them in the cooler by Christmas. <laughs> she was a natural. And then... 16 cases of lead poisoning from Mickey Fishlip's typewriter sent to this very desk. Drake was tough as nails, but what got her in the end was a jilted ex with a tiny pecker and a big gun. I wonder every day if I was on the right side of the desk or the wrong one, because every day since, I can feel her following me in the dusk of every alleyway. The crack of every door. She's haunting me, Watley. And I don't think I'll ever shake her. Ghosts don't hold grudges, Steel. She just casts a long shadow. We call that a shade, my friend. And I assure you, she can be both. So, there's the story you needed for the Vesper story, but you can figure it out from there. Vesper told me it was that lack of foresight that would lead me on a trail of failed cases with the blood of the innocent in my wake. That's kind of stuck with me. So there, truth. I expected some dim deflection or a lazy pun, but I know the truth when I hear it, Steel. You surprise me. (laughs) Nonsense. I think you're just surprised I told that whole story without using any dirty words. Wait, does Pecker count as a dirty word? Dirty words? Steel, where's that paper I brought yesterday from the newsies? Chop, chop! Oh, 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 oh. F.T. French Tickler. You ever had one of those before? No, Steel! The French Tickler! Oh! Louis I had a menagerie of wives who each consecrated their nuptial rites with a gold gilded feather. The French tickler is... An artifact! Comparably as valuable as... The the Red red herring. Herring! That's the missing piece! This is the highest profile theft of the century and Rod's the one who stole it! So when Valcone saw Rod's wager hit the headlines... A zero dollar bet... Blackmail is absolutely free. Wait, how did Vesper not know that? It's been all over the news. Because Vesper doesn't read newspapers. She said they don't spread as well as people do. Oh, gross, I just got that. Focus. From the top. All right. Armand and Rod are betting artifacts. Valconi is blackmailing them for the racket. 
Zip Lighter hasn't shown his hand yet, the wretched genius, and everyone else's cash. But what does misdirection have to do with this? He feels like a diversion, a random thread, a... 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 a, 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 a Damn it, what is that word? I thought you were just waxing when you said drinking was our next strategy. No waxing here. The intention was to get plastered. Speaking of... It all comes down to one steed. The flag is up. The horses are ready. The race is on. Thank you for listening to A Theater in the Dark, A Matter of Red Herrings. Written by Greg Garrison and directed by Corey Bradbury. Tonight's cast, Amy Gorlo as Detective Stainless Steel, Julian Jules Stroop as Detective-in-Training Watley Home, Laura Michelle Earl as Vesper Kind, Drake, Newsy, and others, Christopher Meister as Vincent Falcone, Armand Valdo, race announcer, Newsy, and others, Corey Bradbury as Rod Wrong, and Greg Garrison as Wilhelm Wrong and The Narrator. Original music composed and performed by Paul Sotnik, Corey Bradbury and Greg Garrison contributed to the sound design. A Theater in the Dark creates stories through sound, proudly established in Chicago. Hear our other original audio plays at atheaterinthedark.com or join our Patreon to gain access to our entire growing original audio play library. Thank you for supporting A Theater in the Dark.